Welcome to Euphoria Season 7, Episode 5. I'm Dracos, joined by my rock, my pause buddy, my poro thrower, my beatboxer, none you're, other than Cadrill. Your spicy wing lover. My spicy wing lover. <laughs> your valentine. My, my valentine. <laughs> I'm everything in this world. <laughs> my day two failure enthusiast. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. That's just, that's just me. Yeah, it's brutal, dude. I was so happy on day one, and day two was just a tragedy. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who don't know, we're talking about the spicy bit. We'll be resolving that coming up shortly. Um, but this is Euphoria Podcast. And it's available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. On this episode of Euphoria, we're going to sit down with Larson to talk about his history, the state of Rogue, and we're going to rank the top five mid laners in the league with Larson's help, of course. Okay. We're also going to preview the big matches for next week. But first, Cajal and I are going to need to do the Lannister thing. Uh, the repaying the debts half, not the other half of things that Lannister just do. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> um, but I mean, before we before we even do that, let's let's take. We don't. I feel like we don't ever take time at the top. We always just get right into it. Yeah, so let's take some time. How how are you feeling about this whole murder our mouth thing? So at first I thought like spicy wings. I like spicy food. It's probably not gonna be that bad. That yeah. was last week. Little did I know. Then in yesterday, or no, on, sh- on show day, I think on Saturday, you showed me the sauce mm-hmm. and I smelt it. Oh my God. Just for context, this is called death sauce. And when sudden death sauce, sudden yes. death sauce. And when Dracos showed me the bottle, it had a, it had literally a key ring of a skull on it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that happened. And then our producers added chili powder to it. And Thai chilies. chilies. And Thai chilies. Because basically, and what we ha- the wings have a sauce that's spicy on them already. <laughs> yeah. So they're spicy wings already. There's the spicy sauce that we bought. And for those of you who follow the Scoville scale, I no longer know what this is because there's like spice enthusiasts and they're like, you guys aren't going hard enough. Like Mm. your tongue is not in medical danger by putting this in your mouth. You're not like this isn't a serious, but like we're we're easing into it, folks. Keep in mind the double spicy noodles apparently were only like 10,000 on the Scoville scale, despite the fact that they burned me. And this is 100,000 plus now Thai chili that is probably like 200,000 at that point. Plus whatever spicy sauce is on these wings. Mm. So we're going to see. And I think the fact that we have to have maybe puke bags next to us kind of gives a good idea of how bad it might get. We'll see. We'll maybe maybe we can get the like the the YouTube like quick zooms on your puke take. We'll find, we'll find <laughs> Slow mos. Oh god. Euphoria highlights. It's gonna be brutal. Yeah. Um, but don't worry. It's not just hot wings. We'll be reviewing the games. There's gonna be a lot of League of Legends content coming your way. But let's take a look at how we did with the hot wing recap. Let's not do that. Mutually assured destruction. Oh, okay. This week we did. Oh, last week we did spicy bet. How it worked was we went through each game and we took turns picking. The pers- other person was forced to automatically predict the other side. It started off very good for Cadrol. He was four one up. I was so happy. It's one wing per game. And uh, I got quite kind of cocky too. He got, re- he got reverse swept. He got oh, he went oh five. He said reverse day. swept. I think that's completely intergalactically swept. Intergalactically <laughs> swept. It's literally best of five, but we played the extra two just so that you know your shit. Um. How this is going to work is we have our wings right here. These are actually like good wings from a local. What a waste. Yeah. And they're like, they smell like ginger and like soy sauce. They smell so good. good. But then um, what we have, what we're going to dip them in is a mixture of a couple different things. So it's Thai chilies, I believe Korean red chili flakes. Then there's also the sudden death sauce, which is 105 thousand on the scoville scale which some of you called weak which is why there are now more thai chilies added into this on top of whatever slightly spicy sauce on top of the wings 
And for comparison, we looked up the noodles that I ate last week, and those were apparently 10,000, and those really messed me up. So all the spicy people enthusiasts calling us weak, we might be weak, okay? But pain is relative, my dudes. You guys can be masochists all you want, but this is going to be... And you have to understand that it's, it's multiple bites in multiple wings. So it's not just a yeah. quick one done drink. It's actually like consistent pain. You sauce the wing, <laughs> you eat the wing, you summarize the game, and you go next. And yeah. we're going to bounce back and forth so that me and Kato are doing this simultaneously. Neither of us can drink any milk mm -hmm. until the other person... We can't drink water, though. We can't drink water in between summaries, yeah. in between wings. But neither of us can drink any milk until the entire thing is done. And at this point, I'm just stalling. I'm just saying more words. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You want to go first, right? Yeah, I'm going first. Okay. So what is, what is going on here? Is it a roll? I'm or rolling this wing in this sauce in okay. front of me. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to roll it too much. I'm trying to get the tail the, the same. I'm trying to get the Thai oh, chili Oh Jesus, there. man! Yeah, it's really red. It's really just okay. absolutely covered. Okay, it's dripping. Sorry, this might be really gross. Oh my god, it's really hot. Is it hot? It's really hot. <laughs> okay. Okay. Woo! Ugh. Oh no, it's the hiccups. Okay, wait, do you have a timer? Uh, yeah. Please get the timer. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, I have to do six. <coughs> oh god. Oh, the hiccups and the sweating. Please get the okay, timer, I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying. Okay, go. Okay, Astralis vs. Shaka. This is Magic Felix's debut game. He busted out the Corky, and while the game was extremely slow, a, se a series of clutch picks from Zanzara on Skarner basically cemented Astralis a solid advantage, culminating in a big team fight in the jungle that got Astralis barren. At this point, the only other really mo big moment of note was in Magifelix absolutely 2v1 Shalka, completely and totally embarrassing Broken Blade, and reminding us that Shield Bow is Five, a really four, good item. Three, it's straight to the start two, of Astralis. It's only one, up from here. Done. You have to go fast. It oh, burns. Okay, it keeps okay, burning. Okay, okay. It keeps burning. And then I'm going to start the timer when you're ready. He's just absolutely going to town on the wing, by the way. He just one-shot that wing. Oh, it's up to the sauce. Mm. Mm. Finish the bite, brother. I can't start the timer, and I can't drink milk until we're all done. Mm, it doesn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Why the hell did I choose Vitality? <laughs> my disappointment is measurable. My day is ruined. The game was closed up until 23 minutes in the game when Vitality decided... Woo! It was time to split Baron. Things say it's three-man sleep, three-man CC from our country. Treats did a really good knock-up. From there, SK clean house and take the Baron for themselves. <sighs> Alongside Jezu's great performance from Bane, was enough to push SK to a quick double with Vitality. Oh. You have six seconds. What else do you have to say? Um, yeah, Vitality, last place, SK. Three, Can two, they one. make playoffs? No. Okay. I can't feel my tongue. It's numb. I'm just slathering this wing. I mean, there's just tie Oh, there's just a fat Thai chili on that bad boy. Let's just... <sighs> Everything's numb. I need milk. Uh, no, you don't. No, you don't. You let me know. Uh, oh my god. I'm crying. Where's my timer? You got my timer? Uh, huh. Get the f go, timer! Go, go, go. <laughs> go, go. Holy shit. Excel vs. Vitality was slow. Four kills in 22 minutes. This was a scaler. But you've got CS's. Oh, it's in the nose. Oh, it's got it's in the nose. You got CS's and you got uh, Fiesta's and CS's. This one was a really solid nap. Excel get Baron in 25 minutes without killing literally anyone to do it. It's honestly just uh, the slowest game of all time. 
Uh, the gay men with vitality decide that Infernal Slow is the key to victory and they mm. trade it for their Nexus. Mm. Um, utter trash game. Do not rewatch it. Good on Excel for just playing it nice and steady. Please tell me my time is up. That's all I've got. It's, it's slow. It was slow. I think I did too much. <laughs> Wait, can you actually not feel your tongue? Yeah, I can't feel my tongue. Mm. Oh. Oh. Mm. Mr. completely dismantled Astralis, winning literally all three lanes and taking every single objective they needed. There's really not much to break down here. It was just an individual stomp across the board, 14k gold lead, 28 minute game. Astralis had two kills in one tower in a 28 minute game. That pretty much sums up how close this game was. Oh my god, please tell me I'm done. <laughs> five seconds. From five seconds of just misery. Oh my god. My, my lips are like... It feels like they're in a furnace. Uh, why can't we drink milk? This is the stupidest idea ever. Detours vs Misfits was a super sloppy game, just generally like all G2 games are. Um, but despite that, Misfits trading kind of even in kills, they were still down massively in gold by 2k uh, by 10 minutes. Mickey was back on Tam Kench duty, uh, but it was worth it because the fasting center from Reckless was so disgusting that he had basically infinite range by the end of the game. And while Misfits had some good moments, they were no match for the Swedish sniper. Um, August, if you for some reason watch this stop. godforsaken sadism, stop. nerf Santa. No. Oh man. Every bite is worse, man. Oh, I want milk! Oh. Interesting drafts from both sides. Broken Blade winning the lane against Armut in an unfavorable matchup, giving the Shalka hope for the team fights. His Jace was able to turn the game on his head in those fights, doing 4 5k damage each of them. Uh, the first few fights were close. The game snowballed in Matt's favor. And their triple crack comp with Rel and Olaf came out on top. <sighs> 10 seconds. I only wrote that much. Uh, it was a great game. Uh, You're done. Credit to Armut. Okay. Oh, this is miserable. <laughs> oh, this is the worst thing we've ever done. This is awful. Mm. I'm only halfway through. <sighs> oh, uh, my God. I'm going to cry. Oh, my last one. Okay, Rogue vs. Mad Lions. Game was an absolute tragedy for Mad Lions. While the early game was relatively close, single bad play mid lane where El Yoya, who was definitely overcompensating, uh, El Poya to say the least, uh, this game on Kindred, alted late and failed to save his mid laner, ensuring that he died as well. But 15 minutes, Rogue was nearly, oh my god, my entire mouth burns. Speaking hurts. Running air through my mouth is painful. Roger nearly 5k ahead at 15 minutes. Hansama spends most of his time one-shotting humanoid uh, Syndra as Kaisa 1v1 stop. in a side lane. Kaisa cues a balanced ability. That's the game. Uh, hey, SK versus Fnatic first, and then you do Excel versus Fnatic into Rogue versus G2 Esports. No. Wait. You ready? Mm -hmm. To do it, dunk, eat all three wings, eat all three wings, and then do all three summaries back to back. Okay, you do, this is day one, game five. This is SK versus Fnatic. Kedril. You have 30 seconds when you're done with that wing. You ready? Get set. This game was an absolute stun by Fnatic. Soda boils across the map and the team fight domination. Whippo complete. My lips, I can't feel my lips. Whippo, it feels fair. so weird to talk. MVP with the rhythm pick absolutely popping off out of nowhere. Oh, Finishing the game 11-09. Fnatic outperformed in every role across the board essentially and SK only really made it look close until around 10 minutes into the game. Gold leader already started to skyrocket since the one fight at Drake, right? At six minutes for Fnatic. Yeah, GG.
Okay, next one. You've got uh, Ro Fnatic vs XL. I'll just bite it. Oh my god, the Thai chili peppers were not a welcome addition. It tastes so disgusting. Do we make shock XL show cream back on game one? And unfortunately, it didn't translate into game two. Game two involved a lot of bottling, 2v2 kills, and was upset to the sank show. Xlau couldn't really find the win condition in Fnatic's bot lane was so far ahead. And taking over the whole map. The Jacks were scaling, but eventually was forced to join fights where Fnatic took over and closed out the game quite handily. Boom, done. Come on, bite, eat, eat. Come on, Gadro, one more win, goddammit. Digital bits are really hard decks to comp. And props to them, they pulled it off. My team's pushed their winning lane adventures and neutral objectives from there controlling both sides of the map. Rose Jungle with one one comes the rest of the game. Giving them full options for Drake and Baron when it came to setting up team fights and looking for picks. Pretty clinical game. Definitely was a great game. Although G2 would make a lot of mistakes, the game was always in their hands. The real artists found mistakes they made. You're done, Caden. Are you ready? This has been the Spicy Vet Challenge. Every moment was pain drink. Mmm. 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 This has been the hot Halloween <laughs> predictions for week four. The milk helped a lot. Well, you finished your oh, milk? Well, only go, yeah, one shot. What are you doing? Drink the whole thing. Just drink it fast. Don't leave it in your mouth. Just suck it mm, down. It has to mm, shoot past your mm, mouth. Mm, mm. This has been the hot wing prediction section. I don't know what this is going to get cut down to, but it was absolute misery and pain. I hope you all enjoyed it, you dirty masochists. We'll be back, I think, next week for another <laughs> bet. In the meantime, let's talk to Larson. Woo! All right, welcome back. Look how strong and tough we were in our spicy wing challenge. We don't actually know because we're filming it last yep. for logistical reasons. reasons. You can imagine if we tried to do this interview after eating those spicy wings that things might not go so well. It might not yeah. be the it best use of our guest's time. Can't be that bad, right? It'll be fine. I'm sure we're fine. It'll be fine. Regardless, it's now my distinct pleasure to welcome the mid laner for Rogue, Larson, to the show. Um, welcome, Larson. First off, thank you for waking up at the bright and early time of 1045 to uh 10 so, actually i woke up 10. oh um, early bird gets the word yeah. Uh, yeah it's the earliest i've woken up in uh, i can't remember how long actually it's like 6 a.m so, in pro player time for those of you with more traditional sleep schedules so yeah, yeah probably like 5 a.m or 4 a.m oh, yeah it's brutal but i'm glad that you're here i'm proud of you because now we get to talk about look, we're going to start by talking about what happened this past weekend before we get to talk about your history before you help us make this wonderful top five mid laners list so in your eyes, what happened in this G2 Rogue matchup that we were all so hyped for? That game was was wild. What actually went down? The our Nexus exploded, so they won the game. Good that's kind of that's good. Like the, the big point. Yeah. That's oh, okay. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean overall we were. Uh, I get, I mean it was quite a crazy game. Yeah. Uh, how long was it actually? Like fifty minutes. Fifty minutes. Yeah. yeah. It was a slog. Yeah. I mean, it didn't feel like 50 minutes because when you're in the zone, you're like, it, it, time goes fast, right? But <laughs> time does go fast. Uh, yeah. yeah. And this was one of the games I was actually in the zone, so it felt really nice to play. How do you think the drafts were? It feels like G2's comp was like a execute perfectly and win all the time, or don't execute perfectly, make one mistake, game's over. Um, it's kind of only G2 can play this comp, I think. Uh, I mean, they played it really, really well, like with the one for enemy game. It was like so annoying oh i shouldn't uh, <laughs> that's okay that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 was so, it was very very annoying to play in the game because i knew if, if 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 i if i would just play a team fight that i would like demolish them but we never come to a point where we were actually team fought kind of 
Mm -hmm. It was like 45 minutes into the game. I think there was a team fight at Blue Buff, but I was not even in the fight. I was like zoned from Echo and then Jin get first on my head as well. Yeah. So I was kind of not in the fight. So it was like a really sad game, honestly, to play for me because mm. I was so strong, but we never really got to fight because they were sitting on the sidelines and being annoying. Yeah, I remember the, I think the fight that you're talking about where I think Wonder one shot you at the start of the fight is Quinn. So you, I was so oh, sad. No, to... that, that was, I mean, that was a mid lane. Yeah, I just got caught. I think he's talking about I the fight into... where Hans just one shot Wunder. F flashed oh, him. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Hans killed Caps, but Caps killed him back. So it was a, it was a yeah. slugfest. I think, I don't think I'm, it was a 50 minute game, but I think I didn't play a single team fight yet. Yeah. And the Team Fight King is very sad, then, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that title, the Team Fight King. Yeah, the Team Fight King, got, yeah, got picked once or twice, had to farm on a side lane for 30 minutes and didn't really get to play League of Legends. So yeah. that was, it was brutal. But despite that, I think you're right. It was a super, super tense game because it really did feel like, despite, I think, the 10K deficit that you guys were in, that you very much could win a team fight if you ever yeah, actually sure. got to start a team fight. But um, yeah, I mean, we're not really used to playing against the one for Unred because it's not something that people play really anymore. Like only G2 can put it off, and actually, I don't know, I can't remember last time we played against it, so it was like a bit of an unusual situation, honestly. Yeah, I think if we were more used to it, maybe we would have done better. Like, we reviewed the game, obviously, and there's always things you can do better, right? Mm. Uh, but they played really, really well as well. I think, I yeah. think they were try harding a bit too much, <laughs> too much, <laughs> just like, calling them uh, out. Try harding <laughs> LSE, like G2, regular spring, G2, spring, spring split try harding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're supposed strange. to try weird comps that are difficult to play. That's the rule, right? Yeah, I thought we yeah. hand shook on that. That was a bit disgusting, by the but yeah, I think one three one's kind of out of the meta now because of the Drakes, right? You, you start yeah. with Drakes, and it's all about Drake fights, but I think G2 played so well around vision. Did you guys like struggle? What were the comments were you like, guys, we need to get vision somewhere so we can push out one of these lanes because it felt like all three of your lanes were just being pushed in and you were just gated in your base. Yeah, I mean, we tried to obviously in the game, like be what, what can we do, guys? Because it was not working because we were kind of stuck in, in our base. And then whatever we tried, it kind of never worked. Uh, so, yeah, mm. brutal. I think you had like one small, I reviewed the game yesterday on my stream. I think you had one small window where you got Baron. You had about one minute to actually push down mid and actually force something while the sideways were actually in a fine state. But you guys kind of base and tried to hold your base because I think you guys were scared of like them grouping up with their solo lanes and just keep ganking on Wamne who yeah, he didn't really have a fun game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in that situation, probably could have done more. It was also at the end, I think Rail got caught. Uh, Mickey got caught, I think. Mm -hmm. And there was like Elder in 140. And I think if we just push out lanes and then keep control of Elder, and I will go top because they can't really die me like this Queen and Echo. I can one me to them almost. Mm. But we send Renek on top, which is like the worst thing we can do. I think if I go top and my team keeps control of Elder, when it spawns in like 40 seconds, I think we could actually win the game. Mm. But we didn't do that. We sent Renek to top and he got one shot by Quinn. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, Quinn. There was a bit of a fiesta. <laughs> yeah. The one of you wanting the Quinn feels not very interactive. I kind of hate that she has a blind. Blind seems pretty broken in general. <laughs> Might as oh, well. yeah. When I died in mid, I was actually blinded, so I couldn't see anything. That's, yeah. That's why I Yeah, died. I could see on the flash. I remember like... the dash flash out as the I, auto I was, attack was, is chasing like, you. I was really dizzy at that point. <laughs> <sighs> That's brutal to watch. Um, so my question is, is, you talk about, like, if you play this one a little bit different, you can run it back and win. But I think when I heard your interview with Ashley Kang, you talked a lot about, like, wanting to be the team that will beat G2, wanting to be the team that will face G2 in a final and actually finally win, not just win a best of five before finals where they're maybe not playing at full strength. So I, I, I want to know, what is it going to take for you to actually get to that state, for you and Rogue to actually be able to take a best of five off G2? Well, I wish I knew exactly what we need to do to beat them. Uh, but... 
I think, I mean, biggest point is probably just being more calm on stage. Our stage games have been a bit iffy, I think. Like, we're 7-2, but there's definitely very close games, like against Misfits, against Vitality, against Australis. Mm -hmm. Like, they were very close games. But if we play well, we'll win those games in, like, 27 minutes. So I think just being more calm and getting more stage games is uh, very important for us. Because I think we can definitely beat them, but... uh, yeah, we still need to play better on stage and still need to improve it. I mean, we still have two new members, Odo and Trimby, so we still need to learn to play with each other. Odo is probably playing a bit more weeks than he expected, so he's maybe a bit shocked. But And Trimby is a rookie, but he's, he's improving very fast, Trimby. Like, he's improving so so damn fast. It's actually crazy how fast he's improving. Mm. Yeah, Because we started to scream in December, right? And I can see like such a big difference in his gameplay already. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting that you bring up Trimby, and I would love to hear more of what, what you think he provides for the team and kind of maybe who you would compare him to as a support because on stage we've seen, uh, I don't want to say hit or miss games. I think Trimby's had mostly really solid games, but we've seen a lot of int from Trimby, I think yeah. is the simplest way to say yeah. it, but we've also seen a lot of really yeah. great plays. So mm-hmm. talk to me about that development. Like what actually has changed for Trimby? How has he improved? Because when we look at your roster, and I think that we, when we compare lane to lane, it's easy for most people to go, okay, yeah, that player can match their G2 equivalent or their Fnatic equivalent or their, you know, whoever you guys are going to be playing against. But when, when you get to Trimby, I think he's still the question mark. Like, is this actually a guy who's going to be able to compete with the the Hillisangs and, and the Mickeys of the league? Yeah, I mean, for sure. He's uh, just a rookie, right? Everyone knows it. He's only been playing for four weeks. So obviously he won't be like a superstar yet. But he's, I think he's doing very well for being a rookie. And as I said, he's improving very fast. And I mean, he's, he's a bit of a hilly sang right in, in the games where he, he, he dies a lot. But that he has toned it down a lot in screams at the start. He was dying kind of like hilly sang did in Summer Split last year, like eight times per game. But now he's not dying too much, uh, I think. And I mean, the nice thing with Trimby is that he's a playmaker. Right? He's not afraid to make plays. He's like... Yeah, if he sees opportunity, he will go in, which is like a very good thing. And he's very se- not selfish, he's selfless. Mm-hmm. So he can make us shine more. And he's like playing with younger a lot. And we're improving on playing for mid more. That's something we also need to improve, playing for mid uh, a lot more, which is something we're working on. But yeah, I mean, it's very nice playing with him because I think we can reach very high highs with him since he's mechanically gifted and he's not afraid to make plays. Mm. Yeah, I think the biggest like, thing... That- Oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's like if, you, uh, if you're making too many plays and you're inting a bit too much, I don't think it's that hard to tone down. But let's say he will be very passive and like afraid to make plays. That's like a bit harder to mm-hmm. fix, right? It takes longer time. Yeah. That's kind of what when I came into LSE, I think I played too safe and it's taking like took maybe a year to like get to a level where I want to be. But for Twimby, I think it will go faster since it's like more of the cap style where he's not afraid to make plays. Yeah, I think it's much harder to inject aggression into a rookie rather than like inject defensive play because you can easily tone yeah. it down. I think the biggest thing that I saw from Trimby is especially in the first two weeks was this guy would just walk alone to get some wards and then just get caught randomly before an objective. But I think the last week three and week four, this has definitely stopped a lot. And I think, is that something you identified and you and Inspired are like, okay, you need to stop warding alone. Just wait for jungle and then we'll do it together. Uh, not really. That's not something we said, I think. But uh, I mean, he just... He has, I think he is trying to be a bit more careful, right? That's yeah. kind of it, yeah. I okay. like, I like that you're, you're sliding. I like these. I like that you're honest. You're just like, no, that wasn't something we talked about. 
which means I he mean, did it on his own. He just did it on his own. It's a bit opposite what we talked about because we've been talking about him wording a bit more and like wording sprees. Uh, mm. Okay, <laughs> so that's kind of a bit opposite. Yeah, Very interesting. I mean, yeah, and overall, um, I'm ready to see how he develops. I'm always curious about rookies, and I think that Trimby on it's always hard to separate a rookie from a team. And I think that Trimby's set up to look good playing on your team, but the fact that he's come in and has been a playmaker is cool to see because again. You guys taught like passive players on stage is, is what I'm used to. I am used to the Larsons who come on stage and play. Yeah. Corky is here. And they sit under the tower. And they sit under the tower. And there's nothing wrong with that, especially when the case of Corky is here, there's nothing wrong with that. But if yeah. you're playing Alistair or Rel and you're sitting under tower, you're doing something wrong. It's you open. know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. There's just nothing that you're going to do for the rest of the th- game. That's uh, that's something Larson and I have a history with, of him sitting under his tower and me being in mid lane against him. <laughs> we used to play against <laughs> each other a long that's time ago. True. 2017, we have one clip here where um, we played against each other in the Challenger series. Um, I was playing Corky, you were playing Cassian. Do you remember this game? I can't see it. Oh, it's Schalke versus War. Uh, it was the games where you were playing with Woolite, Dan, JWoww, and AOD. 2017 Challenger Series. I think it was a summer. Long, long time ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we played two games. It was best of two in Challenger Series back then. I think that's the first time we properly played against each other in, uh, in a big European league. And then the year after this, actually, uh, we played on the same team together in Ninjas in Pajamas. You remember True. those days? Yeah, and then we played HUK. Yeah. Uh, Two games and yeah, yep, crazy. Oh my! Me so, and Larson have a big history. So, how did it feel to be the team that got the honor of getting knocked out by Expect Insect Frog and Forgiven and Chess? Oh, <laughs> like talk to I me. I mean, a- they went on to stomp the whole tournament. This team, so it wasn't too bad, right? Yeah, they won the whole tournament. But what were your thoughts of that tournament in general? How did you feel about it? Uh, I think it was. Very important tournament for me. Like the masters are usually very, very important to like show up for young players because that's kind of where people will not notice you. Like if you do well, really well in the masters, you'll probably find a spot in LEC. And that was like my beginning of getting a bit more noted, I think, this tournament because the next EO masters I was uh, already like people uh, notice me more. And because of this uh, next EO masters tournament, I was able to reach LSE. But I mean, this tournament, it was very nice playing for Cradle, such, such a nice, nice guy and good younger. Yeah. So uh, tell me a little bit more. I kind of want to know more about your history in general. So when, when did you actually get started playing League of Legends in general? And what was kind of what was your experience climbing? Were you one of those guys who was like immediately good? You like pl- started grinding for a season. You're like instantly challenger. Or are you one of those players who maybe who like struggled more to climb the ladder? What was your actual start with League of Legends? Uh, I played this game for almost 10 years now, I think, like ever since I was 10 years old, uh, my brother started playing it and then the kind of say typical history, like my brother started playing it. I watched him play for a few months and then uh, I eventually decided to play as well. And then I guess season three, I started playing ranked and already in season four, in early season, season four, I reached challenger for the first time. I think I was like 13 years old. So I was like very proud of myself. Yeah. Because I saw myself as a, such a young talent, you know, 13 years old. <laughs> yeah. And so I reached it kind of fast, right? Like maybe I played ranked for a year and then I reached Challenger. You're and then, Yeah. I think everyone is part of the who's in LC. You need to be very talented, right? I like that. That's and then, spread the love. I like it how he's like, I was a young prodigy, but he was 13. Well, you're a very young prodigy, 13. That's crazy. Were you, were you getting yeah. scouted off the Challenger ladder? 
before people knew that you were just like 13? Did anyone like reach out for team offers? And then you had to be like, oh, I'm 13. And they're like, ah, sh- okay, never mind. We'll come back in, in three years when we can play in the actual uh, league. Not really, actually. I think people didn't like me. I was a very <laughs> annoying kid. I was a very, very, very annoying kid in solo queue. So I didn't really make any social contacts. Uh, it was kind of opposite. So I changed my name after a while and then, then, then it went better. <laughs> but yeah, I was, I was a very annoying kid in solo queue. So I didn't really find any team at the start. Wait, what brand of annoying? Like like toxic, like L9 kind of annoying or I, just like... Uh, no, not, not L9. I was more like if anyone does anything annoying, I will sit and be a keyboard warrior in chat. And like, yeah. That's fine. If anyone did a little bad play, I will, I will tell them and yeah. I can't judge you. That's not, I, that's not how it should be. I have said but. many things about strangers' mothers on Xbox Live for Halo 2. <laughs> like I am, I am not in a position to judge you. You know what I mean? I know all about like the the uh, the keyboard ego that comes out when people want to talk smack to you. Yeah, I never said any really, like bad words like about any, uh, other people's mothers or. All I'll say is like that. that that's because you didn't have voice chat because yeah. it comes out but of you. Even in Xbox Live, you send them a little text message afterwards. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. is, screw you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> type it. You, at least you didn't have to type on a controller. At least you, at least you had a keyboard to yeah. type. That's all I'll say. So when you, when you actually first started getting into the competitive scene, like what was, what was your trajectory? Because you came in, at, I think, at a very awkward time where you came in at the transition to f- between Challenger Series, what is eventually the ERLs and EU Masters. I think you're one of you alongside, like Han Sama was, I would say, the Challenger class before you, but you came in as I think one of the last guys to promote from what was effectively challenger series i guess even yeah. then eu masters because you you did play with that nip lineup but what was your trajectory like like what how did you end up rising so quickly up now into the lec i wouldn't say it was quickly i was kind of fighting for four years to reach lec uh i started already in like season six uh with playing in the uk scene against Kedril as well he was the enemy mid laner in the renegades bandidos i think their name was yeah, i remember that good times yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, and so I kind of played in UK scene for like one and a half year. Uh, it's also the thing that I had my school, like ever since I was in season four, I was like counting when my school would be finished, and that would be season nine in summer. So I was like, kind of, my my goal in my head was to be good enough to reach LSE when, when I graduated from school, which is uh, what happened, which is, was very nice. But I was kind of fighting for a long while, like until season six in UK scene and then season seven in Shanshi series. And then Shanshi series obviously disappeared, which was very sad for me because it's very like, it was a separate for LEC, right? And I was a bit worried that I won't reach LEC because of this. Hmm. But then new monsters happened with Cadrill and NRP and yeah. yeah. Then eventually season nine, I got the LEC offer, but I still wanted to finish school, which was in summer. So that's why I played a split in Academy and then, yeah, hmm. I go to LSE. Yo, respect for finishing school. There's a lot of players who would, who yeah. would immediately put school aside for their ambition. And I wouldn't blame uh, them. I think, I think it was a bit stupid to finish school, but, but it worked out. But no, I think well, yeah, yeah, to, uh, Let's cut, cut the tape there. We're going to run that back. You're <laughs> okay. going to say school is really good and really <laughs> okay, important. Stay in school, kids. Stay there you in go. School, yeah. Drugs are bad. I, school I, is important. Funny enough, I remember that Ninjas in Pajama roster. I was like, just contacting. I was like, you have to build a team for this roster. If this EU Masters qualifier spot we have. And I was like, just played just played a LAN event with Larson where we lost in the UK scene. <laughs> yeah, so we lost I thought scene, we were yeah. terrible. And Larson was like diamond one. I was like low elo. So I was like, should we just should we just try it? Like it's just run it back with the same roster, <laughs> just with a different top laner <laughs> and with Finn instead. 
and we did yeah we ran with back with the with hustling on support and, and finn top so we stopped out top support then we went all the way to the quarters and lost origin even though against origin we were 1-1 in the series in the best of three and in the third game or second game we were 10,000 gold up three infernal dragons and three inhibs and we lost so technically we won that series in my mind yeah. <laughs> that's a win in my books yeah. but uh, i actually had a question <laughs> well, for you we kind of won at Masters, right because origin yeah. won like they won against frio against mad in the final so yeah. we would also win frio probably that was, right so. that was just mad with self-made or something like this but yeah anyway if yeah. you if you Nemesis were to have, if you were got to, to have gotten an lec offer before finishing school would you have taken it do you think like if i don't know uh rocket or h2k or some team came towards you in 2017 2018 2019 and said do you want to be our starting mid laner would you have dropped school and gone for it or would you be like no i want to finish school even though i'm fighting for this so hard i think school is where i need to finish and then i'll go to the lec uh i mean that's kind of what happened right i got lec offer when i was still in school i had a half year left in school mm -hmm. Uh, and I decided to finish school, right? Because it was what my gut feeling told me. And it, yeah, I, I just need to follow what my, my gut told me, I think. Because uh, I was overthinking it a lot and there was a back and forth, but in the end, I just needed to decide. Mm. But I think if I got it like back in like season eight, uh, oh shit. If I, got it back <laughs> I was getting covering it up once you finished your point, you're good. <laughs> if I got it back season eight, I probably would have quit because waiting like one and a half year mm. for. Uh, Playing LC, I think it would be too long time, but yep. I didn't get the LC offer back then. And since it was only half a year to finish school, I would just want to get it off my mind because it's like having the school thing on the side and knowing that I need to finish it would be a bit annoying for me. Mm -hmm. So I just needed to finish it to like get it completely off my mind. Yeah, I think you came in at the right time in your life and in the league itself. So yeah, and I'm yeah, gonna... I, I mean, if I played with Rogue in Spring Split, probably won't be too too good for me because I went to two sixteen or something. <laughs> yeah, so, now you got to come in when everything changed. You got to be the fresh yeah. blood, the the new blood on the rift. Yeah. I don't even remember that exactly. lineup. That was it was with um. Those profit, Sankuk, Kikis. Good times. Yeah, yeah, that was a spaghetti lineup. But <laughs> spaghetti lineup. Yeah, just a lot of random stuff in a pot. You know what I mean? It's just like it's a red sauce, but what is it made of? Nobody knows. Yeah. Um, I mean, Kelly was kind of fighting with them at the bottom. I think. Okay. Like, okay. Like, okay. You didn't have to say okay, that. Okay. No, you did so, have to say that. That's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. Because my next question is: You are one of the few people in the world who is very competitive at League of Legends and has played against Kadrill as a mid laner. So I need to know, like, at his peak, how good and or bad was Kadrill? Like. In mid or jungle? In mid. Okay. Mm. I could say like this: I played with him uh, against him when he was like eighteen or nineteen, mm -hmm. but I could already feel that he plays like he's thirty years old. <laughs> so I kind of knew he would go to jungle or support eventually. Yeah. Because he, he seems a bit old. Yeah. His mechanics, you know. Okay. So that, that's but 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 he always managed to be kind of clutch on stage and play very well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, which I respect him for any more uh, good things you want to say yeah. any yeah like uh, yeah, uh it's a good for the he won against me when i was 15 years old so <laughs> nice job i don't know what to say back to him he just completely destroyed me with yeah, what he just said. no i just want so do you think that cadrill decided to become a caster at the right time in his career or do you think he had a few more years in him uh, uh yeah i mean uh I think he could keep fighting at the bottom for a little bit, but <laughs> I respected the scene. You wanted to push for that, didn't you? <laughs> you wanted to hear that too. What can I say to him? He's younger than me, he's better than me, and yeah. he's higher in the league than I've ever yep. been. Yep. Well, 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 at least, at least I'm... He got to play Urgot yeah. Jungle on yeah, stage. What great. have you done? Yeah. Azir? Ugh. <laughs>
boring. Is there corking? Yeah. Is there corking? Yeah, but yeah, actually, I'm happy where I am, you know, because I'd rather do this than what I'm doing than sit under my tower for 30 minutes every stage game. Oh my god. I mean, that was a long time ago. I think my four percent is quite high these days. That's so, true. I actually don't know what your four percent is. If you look at stats, they probably back me up, honestly. So. Yeah, it's true. Mm. Okay. Just no. like you Still. had to back up when it's like, one it's like, shot you. It's like when you meet. It's like when you meet your like cousins and then you go and you don't see them for years. That's what you remember them as. I remember you was always sitting under your tower, so that's how it's gonna stay. Yeah. Like that. I oh. mean that's that's very true. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's something I proved a lot on last year. That's the familiar. <laughs> because back back in the days, I was like the scaling god. I would play Vladimir, Corky, Kasselin, and I would sit under my tower. Azir. And wait I, until I, I get my I'm items. I'm sorry. And then then I would be the team fight king. The, the scaling okay. god, the team, team fight, fight king. Team fight king is a title, mm -hmm. but if anyone calls themselves the scaling god, that's not the way you you're want. washed. Yeah. You're trash. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like I, I, lo I love you, Larson. You can be the team fight god. I believe it. Your team fights are clean. But if any player comes into our league and is like, I'm the scaling god, I'm like, <laughs> if your team has to wait 30 minutes for you to do anything, you're a god of nothing. Yeah. Like, it's true. Yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously that's why I changed, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, challenge series and stuff, I think my 4% are probably like, one percent or two percent honestly i think in in nip i remember he solo killed frogan that series but frogan solo killed him too wait what yeah those are your you guys are both players who are a little bit more more but passive i will say i had to gank mid a lot yeah. in that series you did play skarner so if you didn't gank mid i would be sad yeah no those games were really fun i really enjoyed playing with larson he's a good teammate it's good larson you too you too when when You're did my you mentor you made me this good kid <gasps> Well, whoa! Just take it, bro. That's yeah. the only. That's the only W you're gonna I guess, get. Today. I guess. I guess in a way, I helped. I helped with the nip thing, uh, and I feel like I. Yeah, I kind of pushed him in a way from the first time I joined the team with him, just to like help. Yeah, Carol definitely helped me a lot in my career. So okay, I'll take that. There that's you go. Words. Cadrill is the homie. Can't confirm. Helps. Helps. <laughs> the thirty-year-old homie that I just... <laughs> the third. The thirty-year-old homie with boomer mechanics. <laughs> But he might not help your KDA or your solo queue wins, but he helps in other ways. I'll help you get better. That's it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Help you look better, too, by comparison. Um, Larson, I got to know, when did you know that you were a top mid laner? Um, like, when, when did you really feel like you were ready to compete at the top of the table? Can I guess before he answers? Because yeah. I have a feeling he always thought he was the best. <laughs> no, it's not true. Uh, oh, okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe... I look confident or like when I talk to people or something, I don't know. I'm not sure actually, but I definitely didn't feel that confident like that I was a top mid laner. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of respect for all the other mid laners. Uh, probably last year, I felt like I was a top mid laner. But before that, I definitely didn't feel like I felt like I did too, too little place, you know? Yep. Uh, like, uh, and that's what uh, I think everyone can see it, that I was doing too little place and not doing enough, which is something I was trying to improve a lot the past year and I mean basically my whole career I'm mean, trying to improve in it and like be more confident to just go for the place mm -hmm. and if it doesn't work out then shit happens you know yeah uh, so probably like last summer uh, when I actually felt way more confident and uh, I was not afraid to go for place and I was not afraid to be aggressive that's probably when I felt like I was a top laner yeah all right well now we get to figure out how much of a top top mid laner you are because we're going to make our top five mid laners list um so I think the easiest way to do this, and I would I would go straight to one two because I mean we've talked about this before, but I think for the fans for the suspense we got to do five four three two one, mm -hmm. even if I think people might know who number one is and yeah. then, you know by default who maybe number two is, but we'll, we'll find out. But before we get there, I think we have to start. We have to do the the kind of 
brutal job of just chopping names off the list. So right off the bat, gentlemen, can we cut it down to six or seven mid laners before we make our top five? Mm-hmm. Who is who is not on the top five list right now? This is this is a thankless task of just I think it's, cutting people down. It's just based on standings, right? So I think Larson, see if you agree with me here, but I guess players like Milica, Vitheo, Blue, I think those three can be cut out. Would yeah, you? that's reasonable. I mean, they're also quite new to the league, all, yeah. all those three. So, all right. So if we're cutting out Milica, Blue, VTO, that leaves us with. Are we cutting out Magic Felix as well? Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. That's fair as well. Sorry, boys. We'll review you in the future, but for now, that leaves us with six, which is in no particular order. I'm just reading them as I see them: Checolad, Abadage, Niski, Caps, Humanoid. Uh, and you, Larson. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think number five is the hardest. Number five probably is the hardest because number five is yeah, also the, well, yeah. the first cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, our audience isn't going to know who's getting cut until the final moment here. But I would I would suspect that based on based on the standings, based on the results, and I would love to hear if, if there's anyone that defies expectations here. But I would I would guess that number five is a discussion between Checolad and Abadage. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I would probably take Abadage. Yeah. Shekulag is also one of these rookies, so it can improve a lot. But for now, Abadag is definitely better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, do I keep going off the list? Think no, no, no. It's not I think too hard. We can, we can go number five. Yeah, I would love, we can get through your full list too. But I would love to know on the Abadage point, because I think that it's hard to cut through the faker doge memes to figure out what, how people actually rate this player. Because last split, there was so much praise for him on stage. You know, Perks was, called, Perks was one of the ones who was really adamant about calling him faker doge. There's, it seems like he was also just like monstering people in scrims. Um, when you look at like the distance between Abadage, who's currently our fifth place player, and players at the top of the list, like how much how much of a gap is there? Is like Abadagi very like neck and neck with the players who are we're gonna place above him, or is Abadage maybe a little bit outside of the top four or the top three? Uh I mean it's not a huge gap, obviously. I mean every player in DLC is a good player and everyone is talented, so there's not gonna be a huge gap. But there's definitely a gap between Abadagi and like top four, I think. Mm. That's uh for sure what I think. But those also I'm making this list, but uh I haven't won anything or anything, so it's a bit cringe for me to make this list. <laughs> I don't think so. I haven't won a trophy. I haven't won anything. Uh, so. Yeah, but just because... But I would say what I think. I would say what I think. Yeah, yeah. that's all it is. It's having not, an opinion, right? It's having an opinion. And yeah. it doesn't matter how much weight's on that opinion. An opinion is opinion, right? I mean, there is a little bit of weight because you did true. finish first place in Summer Split, so... Also, you're a good mid laner. And you're a very, very good player, so I think... Teams in Thank first, you. Yeah. tied, technically. Don't be afraid of the weight behind your opinion. I think it's just based, based on an opinion, right? Yeah, because no matter what you say, you're going to yeah. get roasted. People are just going to roast you no matter yeah. what. So just, just, whether you have just one, tell us what you think. Exactly. Whether you have one or not, you're probably going to get roasted anyway. So yeah, fifth place, Abadag. What do you think for fourth place? And if you think it's quite clear, like, are you thinking humanoid there? Uh, actually, this is the hardest on the list, I think. The mm-hmm. three, four place. I think it's between Niski and uh, humanoid, Yeah, obviously. What do you think? And I mean, I probably right now, based on stage games, I would say Humanoid 4 and Niska 3. But Humanoid is a very talented player, but he is just inting a bit too much. Mm-hmm. Does, and does, has very, very weird deaths sometimes. Uh, would you... But, yeah. Would it be safe to say that Humanoid has higher highs? Because I think the thing that kind of makes it difficult for me to rate uh, Niski right now is like the Seraphine games. Because to me, Seraphine is just a really... she He's in the right places. 
he's pushing his the buttons that he has to push. But in general, when I look at Seraphine, I don't see it as like a highly mechanically demanding champ. So I don't really get to see the big flashy moments. What do you think that like do you feel like you have a good read on Niski right now, given how many like more supportive champions that he's been playing? I don't know what scrims have looked like behind the scenes, but what, is it just that Niski doesn't int it sometimes, or is there other things that make put Niski ahead of Humanoid? Uh, I mean, definitely very consistent on stage, Niski Red, and he has a very big champ pool. Uh, I wouldn't say he just plays supportive champs. I mean, he played us here, he has played Aurelia. He yeah. has a very big champ pool, I think. Uh, but I think he's a bit less mechanically gifted than Humanoid. But He's definitely been very well on stage so far in Niski. So, yeah. Uh, how gifted, how less mechanically gifted are we talking? We're talking like Cadre old man. He's eventually going to become a supporter. You're just talking like a little, like, oh, just a slight difference. How am I the old man? Trevor's maybe, still working maybe in between, maybe, maybe in between those two. In, okay, in between those two. Just trying to get, just trying to gauge. Yeah. Just so trying I'm, to, a, I'm a measuring tool now. You're a measuring tool. <laughs> okay. And Trevor can't. So Niski is not 30 years old. Maybe it's like 25. Yeah. Oh, he's 25. I'm 25 in March. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's about mechanical age. Okay, mechanical you know what I mean? age. Yeah. I'm like 70. Like I, my, I have arth I have like the worst mechanical <laughs> quote unquote arthritis known to man. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. What's Trevor's then? Oh God, I don't even know. If I'm <laughs> 70. Trevor's a corpse, dude. It's 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 gone. <laughs> okay. Well, I like I like that. I'll, I'll stick with that. <laughs> okay. So right now, so it's humanoid in fourth, and it's Niski in three, and num now we get to top yep. two, right? And it, and this list right now feels feels pretty easy to make and i imagine it'll get harder as we get more closer to best of fives especially where we get to see a little bit more from each of these players and we're not just playing best of ones but who who's your number one and number two how how big is the ego now i asked you if you were a good player and you said you're a good player now but are well, you are you that I'm, good I'm a Larson? Humble guy and well i'm a humble guy and uh so i will put myself at two mm -hmm. i think that's very understandable caps is uh, a, a god and he's been so good for such a long time he has won like six titles in a row or something like that. Yeah. I think. Since, just, like, so uh, since 2018, he has not That's dropped crazy. a title. Six titles yeah. in a row. Yeah, it's really crazy. I mean, I would be really delusional if I put myself over him, right? Yeah. Mm. If you so, had the opportunity to play AD carry or jungle for caps and basically guarantee a title, would you take that over continuing to play mid lane? Just as a random side question. That's a good question. Uh, I mean, may maybe, maybe. Uh, I think I'm gifted at all roles, so I could do it, but I'm committed to, to Rogue. So. I haven't seen Larson play jungle, I must admit, no, so yeah, I can't it's, comment. It's just, no, I, I think I'm a Lilia man now. I'm, I'm a young man now. Oh, I respect uh, Now it. when you're full clear and you invade enemy younglers, it's very fun, but <laughs> when, when you're not a carry, it's not fun to play younglers. So. It's very fun to just get in their face and watch everyone run and kill you. All right, sorry to derail there. I was just, I'm always just curious because, like, ever since Perks made the swap, I'm like, how many other players would take this opportunity mm. and just go off roll to play I would with take caps? It just for context. Yeah. I, okay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I would join G2 too. It would be impossible because I'd have to get to like what D3, D2, but yeah, D3. Long way, probably a lot more. Than yeah, that, so. I know. I need to get to D4, I think first, and <laughs> got to get the platinum first. No. <laughs> oh, dude, come on. <laughs> All right, that's fair. I've, 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 I've earned that. I, yeah, I've earned that. I can't lie. I've, <laughs> Jesus, I'm, fuck, I'm so washed. Like, you're washed by pro standards, but I'm just washed by, like, everyday Hey, I'm almost challenger in solo queue, so I'm not that washed. That's great. You could certainly yeah. have had a lot more time to play solo queue since you're... Uh, yeah, I don't have to scream. That's true. Um, yeah. All right, so let's, let's talk about top two. Obviously, you said the Caps is so good, but tell me why you see yourself as number two. What makes you better than players like Humanoid, than players like Niski, than players like Abadage? Why are you in second place? 
uh, I don't know what to say about it. I think I'm better at. Uh, mm. That's yeah. That's why I put myself over them because I think I'm better. I think so. That's the simple answer. Yeah. And I think uh, maybe you guess agree with me. Maybe you don't. Mm. No, I think your list is pretty accurate. I think uh, your performance in summer were really, really good after playing into especially. And now, yeah, spring seven two. I think you've carried most games. Although the meta is more of like a slow meta in a way where you're picking like Azir and scaling. You are the team fight king, from my opinion. Um, so yeah, I, I think I would agree with your power ranking, honestly. That's interesting. I think mm. I still struggle with. I think number five is fair. Number one is fair. And and honestly, Larson, I'd put you number two. I I think all of yep. that really makes sense to me. I think it really is the three four debate that I struggle uh -huh. with because you're right. Niski did certainly have those good Aurelia games, but I really want to. And it's I think the nature of mid lane right now that we don't see as many pop-offs as we do from like immediate bot lane 2v2 kills and top side because there is just so many freaking control mages so there's mm -hmm. just so much less action but you also have to like take into yeah, account and then there's this then there's new uh, new item as well that gives like 40 mr so you'll probably not <laughs> see a solo kill until burden barrier <laughs> until this, this gets deleted so. yeah i think you also have to take into account like the other roles right top support niski's got Bwipo hillisang next to him and although yeah. sometimes that can be a bad thing it's most of the time it's a good thing oh for sure so yeah, then Humanoid has like Armut's brand new to the ADC. Kaiser's obviously one of the best supports, but I mean, Bwipo Hedesang is like top two in their role, right? And I think yeah. mid lane is really high impacted by jungle support top, especially. Do you um, think? Do you think the? It, do you think if you wanted to actually measure like the best mid laners, do you think it would be better to also include mid jungle? Not that we would do that here today, but I'm always curious because when you make a, a tier list, I feel like obviously League of Legends is in a one v one game, so it's always these lists are always kind of you know they're for fun at the end of the day, mm. right? Like people can get as excited about them as they want to. But at the end of the day, it's a, it's a team game. And no matter how good you are yep. as a mid laner, unless your name is Caps, you, you can't carry, you know, a game for your team. So do you think that like when, it, if, if someone actually wanted to make a better version of a mid lane tier list, do you think it would be, you'd have to include jungle, you'd have to include support? Like, are those just such big factors in how mid lane is played that you can never make a mid lane list without acknowledging who's playing jungle or who's playing support? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's probably true, right? Uh... I mean, the team is always very important. Like if your team is smurfing, then you will look way better. And if your team is bad, then you will look probably not very good. It's just how it is. It's a team game. And uh, I think that's how every team game is. If your team is smurfing, then you will look good. And if not, then you won't look good. And young support also is influenced mid a lot. Especially support, I think. I mean, that's something I noticed in China that supports raw mid a lot. And it's obviously way easier to play if you have vision all the time and if you have support behind you, you can play so much more aggressive. So obviously that matters a lot, but yeah. Mm. Do you think with the met kind of his last question, since we now have your top five list, um, do you think that mid is still the most important role in the game? Because in previous seasons, it was so obvious. When, you, when, when TF wasn't permabanned, it was so obvious, you know, how crucial and how important mid is. And I think it's easy to, when it's Azir Oriana, when Magic Felix... And he had a great game, but goddamn, please stop playing Corky. Not because it's not a good pick, just because God kill me if we get a zero Corky meta again. Um, <laughs> well, it might come back. I'm sorry to say no, that. No, Larson's favorite. You know, no. when, when, when I saw Maddie Faker playing Corky, I got so hyped on it. So just, you, you might say a Corky next week. Just make sure you don't package into the next, okay? Oh my God. <laughs> good one, good one. Oh, you have to get a <laughs> roast get back. You have to get a roast back. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but do you still think that mid is, is like definitively the most important role in the game? Because it was so obvious in past seasons and past years, hell, even when TF was allowed to be played, how important mid was. But it feels really easy to look past mid when it's all control mages all the time. Do you still think mid is the most important role in the game? Uh, I mean, they nerfed cannon with 10 gold. So after that nerf, I'm not, not sure. 10 gold on cannon, so it's... 
Yes, huge. So I don't know anymore. First. <laughs> nah, it... But I think I think it's not. I don't think it's the most important. I think support jungle is very broken, honestly, right now, especially yep. when jungle is such a strong role where you need mm -hmm. to invade and get ahead in jungle. I think support jungle is very broken, at least mm -hmm. at Worlds, it was very broken, and I still think it is. But now jungle is getting nerfed again, so we will see. Uh, I heard jungle is getting nerfed at least. I didn't look Deserved. it up. But Deserved, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so broken. It's so broken. Jungle role. That's true. I, yeah, I should have said that in the past, mid was the most important role. I guess this season has yeah. clearly yeah. been jungle. And, and now, now Ever since Herald came, I think it's also a bit different because bot lane actually decides a lot about Herald. Like bot lane on top, mm -hmm. like if your support has move and you get Herald for free, that's very huge, right? Because Herald is quite broken, the first Herald. You mm -hmm. just get a big lead from it. True. So I think the Herald thing and then that Yangle support is very strong right now. I think mid is, mid is not as OP as it was before, but mm. I think. Still a very good role, right? Yeah, mid jungle is super important, but mid jungle is sub diff, and sub diff is mid jungle diff, and then top diff is mid jungle support diff, and then all of that is AD diff. So <laughs> everything. So what you're saying is the jungler is never responsible. It's always mid jungle is always responsible, but mid jungle always is is based on how good your support is. So and then the all three of these determine how good your AD and top will be. <laughs> so the support's responsible for everything. I, as long as ADs and top laners are the least responsible, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's just good to know. They're oh, never at fault. Yeah, just have TP up, please. That's it. Uh, Larson, thank you again so much for coming on. That's gonna, that's all the time that we have for today, but super appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. It was really interesting to hear your top five list. Again, to thank recap. You yeah, of course. To recap, it was Abadage in fifth, Humanoid fourth, Niski third, Larson number two, Caps number one. Let us know what you think of the list. Resist the temptation to just light Larson up. He came in here. He said, it's just my yeah, opinion. Exactly. You can light us up. It's our job to be lit up professionally, but... Well, we'll be lit up after these wings. We will. The wings are coming next. Yeah. They've technically came technically before, they came before but in the show, but now, now. we're yeah. reporting it now. Yeah. Um, thank you, Larson, for yeah. Thank you for coming on. For also for losing to G two because that gave Cade an extra wing. So I'm sorry that you okay. had to get one shot by wondering. Yeah, why are you going to do me like that, Larson? <laughs> it was yeah. absolutely worth it. Um, any any final parting words, Larson? Anything that you want people to know other than the fact that you are number two on the mid lane tier list? Me and Cade will both agree. And you're the team fight king? Is there anything else? And the scaling, else? And the scaling god. And the scaling no, god. I'm not calling you the scaling god. And he's god. the king of the jungle with the tiger. No, what? You the can't tiger just keep giving him titles. Yeah, I can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you want to be besides the scaling god, the king of the jungle, and the team fight king? The uh, ginger god. That's actually ginger god. Uh, the ginger god. So the ginger god. That's more, yeah. Bless okay. be his name. It's four titles. So you have four names now for broadcast, so I hope to hear them. Yeah, <laughs> and the ginger god <laughs> pops off. <laughs> I feel rude saying that, but yeah. I'm gonna if Captain Flowers ever casts an international event, I'll just be like, yeah, we literally only call him the ginger god. We've never called him anything else. He's just called the ginger god. And, and Captain Flowers Cap hits Cap it. Flowers like hits it full ten out of ten. No irony because he has no idea that it's just from this podcast. <laughs> the ginger god. Oh my god, I, I love it. Okay, all right, Lars. I wouldn't mind if he could, if he called me that. Uh, I like being a ginger. So, you right. just listen to the team fight ginger. king ginger god strikes <laughs> oh, yeah. the jungle god king. Okay, yeah. that's all the time we have. Larson, thank you so much for coming on. Everyone, please refer to Larson now as the ginger god. That is um, very important. Thank you to Rogue. Thank you to Larson. And yep. we'll, uh, we'll talk to you later, man. Thank you. Thanks for coming. All right. Uh, it was really good to talk to Larson today. Thanks again to him and Rogue for, for lending us so much of his time to talk about just about everything going on in the league, whether it be mid lane, his history, or Rogue as a team. But that said, now we have to look forward. And as much as I wish I could tell you, dear audience, that week five, the beginning of the second round robin, is going to be an absolute banger. 
it's a rough week for game quality. I'll be mm. honest. It's a lot of very one-sided games. And now every time I say that, there's usually a week full of upsets. But the two big games that we have highlighted are going to be on Saturday. Schalke versus G2, Fnatic versus Mad. I think these are the real bangers of the week. Sadly, it's still on patch 11.3. We're not on 11.4 yet, so the big jungle changes won't come through. Mm-hmm. But it's still, I think, going to be... Let's time to see how how much the the miracle run support goes for for Schalke after their losses to Astralis last week. Yeah, they lost to Astralis and Mad. They had a yep. zero two weekend. But the thing is, Schalke is the team who did beat Rogue. So I think that it's just an, even though it might sound underwhelming on paper, like G two versus Schalke, because G two obviously stomped Rogue to a point where I was like, "Damn, son." That against Schalke, they should... <laughs> where'd you find these? <laughs> where'd you find these picks? <laughs> and then, yeah, against against Schalke, it's a bit underwhelming, I suppose, on paper. But I think if you think about it a bit more in depth, Schalke is like that team that wins against the best teams and loses against the bad teams. Like they lose yep. to Astralis and they beat G two and Rogue. So although it might not look super super cool, I think it's just interesting. Exactly. Overall. Yeah. So if you lose to to or if you beat Schalke, you're a bad team. So G two, be careful because if you beat if you beat Schalke, you're just mm. confirming that you are a bad team. If you beat top teams and lose to bad teams, are you a good team? Um, if you make playoffs, yeah. True. I think yeah. that's the thing. It's like, yeah, but if you can't make playoffs, then no, it sucks. Cause... Yeah, I guess. Because then the bottom teams aren't in playoffs. Yeah, because it, it was Origin last year, right? That was like contesting the top teams and had some pretty okay games against top they finished teams. 10th. I know. And then they lost to every bottom team like clockwork, right? Exo. <laughs> yeah and nice. then fanatic mad as well uh the second banger we have that's more of like uh you know the the gokus are like the g2 and rogue and then it's yeah, just yeah. like the, the 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 level down just a tiny little bit down like the gohan you know versus trunks that's yeah. like fanatic okay. versus mad okay but to be fair this is like i feel like if if g2 and rogue are like dragon ball z where it's like super saiyan super saiyan 3 super apologies saiyan 4. to anyone who hasn't watched dragon ball z yeah if they're like crazy power levels uh-huh. it's it's just like giant power creep i feel like fanatic mad is just some honest kung fu you know like og dragon ball like the kamehameha is just being figured out it's mostly just honest hand-to-hand combat fight to the death and frankly i like that i'm ready to see hillisang and kaiser run at each other with reckless abandon mm. like if we get a rel versus rel mirror match in this match i would like break every rule in the league to make that happen because that would make me laugh yeah and Fnatic have toned it down a lot recently with uh, aggression although no they haven't no, no they okay haven't. okay so here's the thing they've been more successful <laughs> yeah and for sure we've they've proven that they can tone down the aggression when they need to but mm-hmm. i think that they're still they're very much Hillisang still Hillisang. <laughs> they're yeah they're the and one team you know what i mean like yeah. they'll take the foul you know mm-hmm. or but like as long as they get as long as they hit the shot that's all they care about but i think a person who stepped up a lot for me on Fnatic is upset I think that guy's had really good performances, especially last weekend. Yeah. And he's showing in the 2v2. Not only are they dominating the 2v2s, but I just think in team fights, upset, even though he was playing things like Samira, he's definitely shown his level a lot more recently, I think. And I think Fnatic's definitely looking stronger and stronger as the split progresses. So they're powering up while G2 and Rogue are having a massive fist fight on a different planet somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have to see what happens again. <laughs> I, I'm ready to see those rematches come through too, because I think Fnatic and, and Rogue is coming up shortly. But I do want to say, uh, on the man side of things, I think that Armut had a very, very good game. The Jace play was like was really sick, mm-hmm. um, and I'm ready to see what him and Bwipo in the top lane is going to look like. Because we saw Broken Blade versus Armut. I really, really would like to see it be in a situation where both top laners have some kind of sick power pick, and it is a very you know highly skill based matchup. Mm-hmm. Nar versus Jace was cool. Broken Blade obviously building an early advantage, but it wasn't that hype. But after Bwipo riven game really want to see that like i feel like the good news 
for for mad fans is like you saw some pretty solid games over the course of the weekend but for fanatic you got like the the game that was the Bwipo clinic uh-huh and then you got the game that was the bot lane clinic and like niski played seraphine you got so, like, three games yeah you got you basically got three games <laughs> yeah. where they just absolutely popped off um sadly yeah. niski played seraphine it was pretty chill and self-made actually did a ton of work but like lilia isn't the flashiest guardian champion. angel lilia yeah that kind of sums it up but i think also 11.4 will come around by the time that those teams face each other so maybe Bwipo wants to bust out something like a Viego, which wouldn't surprise me because Bwipo loves new champs. He was playing it on stream. He was actually, I was watching him play it on stream and he was, uh, he was hype. He was learning it. It was, uh, it was his first games. So it wasn't maybe the results that uh, he was looking for, but you know. Yeah, I don't know how useful this champ is in solo queue. It's sprinting my games down. So maybe it's not the broken, but in the hands of a pro player, maybe it's strong. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's going to be an interesting top matchup. I think Armut is good at carries in general. I think things like Jace and Renekton stand out. But other than that, I'm looking at like Shen, Orn, Wukong Oy. from the, the Armut Oy. classics. Whereas Bwipo... I mean, Bwipo's also, outside of the Wukong, Bwipo loves his Shen and his Orn. Yeah, know? but Bwipo's champion pool, like it's like putting your hand in a basket instead of a pocket. You know, he can pull <laughs> anything out, you know. Oh, singed. Oh, Rengar. <laughs> so yeah, he should be fine. He doesn't even know what he's grabbing half the time. It is just, a, it's like an infinite bag. He just reaches the arm and he's like, today we're playing... A ribbon question mark <laughs> that's, that's how the draft meeting goes <laughs> <laughs> fanatics Yamato, oh, Yamato's like spin the wheel Bippo <laughs> he's like I'd like to use my one respin this week lands on ribbon again all right it's like the Aram re-rolls <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bippo has re-rolls but he has to pick a random <laughs> and the spin is like 50 champions on it <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like the fastest pro player account like, to be restricted what? to certain champions so he actually can't pick them on stage while Bippo's asleep Yamato like sneaks into the room and changes the wheel and adds like like Urgot 20 times and then Orin 10 times and removes like puts Singed and Rengar once only and then it hits finally and Bippo's like <gasps> and Yamato's like Oh, God. <laughs> statistically impossible. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll find out what's going to happen. Of course, LEC coming your way Friday and Saturday, as always. Schalke, No Fear, and G2, and Fnatic and Matter are both going to be happening on day two. That's on the Saturday. But Friday, we'll have some exciting games as well. Keep your eye out for the schedule. We'll get to see how G2 and Astralis goes. Rogue versus Misfits. Vitality versus Fnatic. There's some potentially one-sided games, but I'm still excited to see it. This has been Euphoria Season 7, Episode 5. We'll see you guys next week.